1: All right, everybody stand up if you will. And I, I just want to just welcome Kathy because this is a revelation that I had on Thanksgiving, but how many know it's not limited to Rick? So I got Kathy in here, so when she teaches on the cross, she's going to invite me to come up and help her with the cross, okay? That's her revelation. So I want everybody to look at your neighbor and say, if we tell you today how you could have a stronger immune system... Be less bothered by aches and pains. Lower your blood pressure. Cause you to exercise more. Sleep longer. Feel more refreshed when you wake up. Have more positive emotions. Be more alert. More alive. More awake. More joy. More relaxed. More pleasure. More optimistic. More happiness more helpful more forgiving more kinder more outgoing and feel less lonely and isolated have deeper relationships more solid relationships if you're married deeper relationship how many will listen to what i got to say amen we're going to give you that this morning You can be seated. That's the starting point of some of the benefits. I have a list of Dr. Emmons studies and many other studies that say the same thing, but goes into greater detail in there. It's been a subject I've researched over the last couple decades, and every time I go into research, I find more and more and more. Now, how many believe today we live in a society that is greatly conflicted? And how many know we don't know roles anymore? Okay, we don't know who's a male. We don't know who's a female. We don't know because the society is dictating a lot of different things. So you go into marriages and we really don't understand. But, but over the years, we've done a lot of marriage seminars over at the church. We found out a lot of good, helpful, uh, beneficial information on communication and everything else. But they did a research, are you ready for this, of 468 couples that were all late in years. And this was in the USA Today Network Newser, they actually call it. And they said to the key, they found out that there was one key to happy and lasting marriage that might be as simple as regularly expressing gratitude. So the report researchers from the University of Georgia in a new study published in the journal called Personal Relationships, this is what they said. They read my book. That's what happened, you know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. After, after, after interviewing 468 married individuals on relationship satisfaction, covering everything from communication to habits to finances... They found that the most consistent, significant predictor of happy, fulfilling marriages was whether one spouse expressed whether one spouse expressed gratitude. And then they said, they, they highlighted this and they said: feeling appreciated and believing that your spouse values you directly influences how you feel about your marriage how committed you are to it, and your belief that it will last, says study co-author Ted Furtis. Gratitude, appreciation is the number one foremost key to active, maintain, and strengthen marriage for the long term. Amen. Amen. So what does that mean to you and I? Kathy going to give you all the practical steps now on how to develop that today.
0: Well, first of all, Thanksgiving is really a choice. It is something that we decide to do and focus on. How many know you can look at or focus on whatever you want, right? And to focus on something means what are you paying attention to? Everything around us, everything in our lives has positive and negative in it, right? Nothing is 100% positive. Nothing's 100% Uh, percent negative, except, of course, God and His Word. But, you know, when we we go through life, we're interacting all the time with other people and with circumstances and situations that we find ourselves in, and we're gonna experience positive things, we're gonna experience negative things, but we look at things through a lens, through a a, a specific viewpoint that we see or how we see things. And you can look through life and see things negatively all the time, or you can look through life and and look for the positive things, and that's your choice. That's what you choose to give attention to, to focus on. For example, when you're married, you know, um, when you're married, your, your husband, if you get married or, and you have a husband or a wife, they have a lot of positive traits, but they also have negative ones. I know Pastor, Pastor Brian is just amazed at that because his, he is married to Lynn and she is perfect. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to assume that's what you mean. Maybe you mean that you think you're perfect, and I don't know. This is what
1: everybody um, believes about you, too, honey. This is all the same.
0: It's it's not even just how we look at our spouse. It's also how we look at ourselves. It starts with how we look at ourselves. If you see yourself and you're constantly criticizing and tearing yourself down and having a lot of negative self-talk, then you're more likely to be negative to those people in your life. And, um, but you know, your spouse, your children, your co-workers, your, you know, people even in the church, you, everywhere you go, there's positive and negative in your relationships and with others. And if you want to have a, a hap- like a negative person, for example, a negative person will see negative in everything and they will have a negative life. They will have negative outcomes in all of their relationships because of that. A positive person will focus on the positive, they'll speak the positive, and they'll end up producing positive things in their relationships. And we have a choice of doing that. You know, positive people take negative and make it positive, positive. negative people take positive things and make it negative right? And it's all about attitude. It's attitude adjustments. So Thanksgiving determines whether you will be positive or negative. So how grateful you are for the people in your life and for the positive things about them will determine how great that relationship becomes. Does that make sense? So you need to focus on what they're doing right. You need to focus on the things that uh, uh, that they do well rather than focus on all the things they're doing wrong. That's a good marriage class right there, right? That will make a big difference. Your children are the same way. You know, as parents, we so easily criticize our kids and we're down on them and, and, you know, get negative on them over every little thing they do wrong rather than focusing and encouraging them for the positive things about them. And God wants us to be grateful and thankful for the things in our lives. Now, what I, I want to give you some homework to do. And you you don't have to do this right now, obviously, but this is just homework. Make a list of of all the people in your life that influence you. Your husband, your wife, your children, uh, maybe even the fact that you're single. Put that down, that you're single. Because how many know being single, you can make the most of it or you can make it the worst? Right? It depends on what you focus on. And uh, so your friends, your job, your church. Oh, here's a good one. Driving. When you're driving, are you focusing on all the negative people driving and how they drive, are you focusing on the positive ones? Ah, it's quiet in here all of a sudden. You know what, for every time somebody runs a red light, you need to say, look at all the people that stopped at the red light. (laughs) Finances is another one. You know, we can be all negative about our finances and our lot in life and our possessions (coughs) and what we have or what we don't have and be all negative. bottom line, the reasons why, and I'm going to get into how to cultivate a, uh, a a a life of gratitude, of Thanksgiving, but the reason why we get negative, there's a number of reasons. Number one is we don't trust God, right? We're not trusting God, and we're hung up on what other people think about us, and we're comparing ourselves with others, and in competition with others, and jealous of others. Those are the main reasons why we're negative and critical. Because we don't think we're good enough. We, we might be down on ourselves, negative on ourselves. Our husband's not good enough. Our wife's not good enough. Our children aren't good enough. We're comparing them with others. We're comparing ourselves with others. We're comparing our life with others. And then we have always feel like we fall short. We don't have what we think we should have. And, you know, everybody owes us. And so we have this attitude. And all we are doing is producing a totally negative life. That's what we're doing. We're producing a negative life because our focus, what we are paying attention to, is the negative things around us rather than the positive. And I guarantee there are more positive things around you than there are negative if you really look. But what happens is the enemy, the father of lies, wants you to focus on all the negatives. And so he's constantly popping the negative thoughts in your head. Every negative thing he can get you to focus on, he will do it because he wants you to lose sight of all the blessings and all of the good things and all the positive things that are in your life and that's all the good. blessings that God has given you. The devil wants you to focus on the negative because he knows as long as he can do that, then you're in his kingdom and you're operating in his kingdom and you're not operating in the kingdom of God. And so we have tons of things, no matter what your life is like, you have so, thousands of things right, to, be grateful. to be grateful for. Very and good. I'm and I'm not exaggerating when I say thousands. You have thousands of things to be grateful for, amen.
1: The interesting thing of what she just said, focus, and, and how many know if you're focused, you're putting your thoughts at, at a specific area there. And this is in my new book that I'm writing also on gratitude, part two. The word thankfulness is an old Anglo-Saxon language that means thankfulness. Okay, so if you're going to be thankful, how many know you're going to think that's exactly what she she must have read my manuscript? That's what happened out there. I'm getting. Okay, no, but, I didn't. But here's another one. Here's another one. If you go to Dr. Webster's dictionary, okay, you'll actually see the word uh, uh, ingratitude. It actually means out of Webster's forgetfulness. Okay. Or it means forgetfulness or a poor return for kindness that received. Dictionary.com says the state of being ungrateful or unthankfulness is what ingratitude means. So it's forgetfulness. And how many know the Bible teaches you and I uh, what things that we are to think about? The Bible says, bless the Lord, Psalm 103, 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless His holy name. The word bless literally means thank Him. And it says, and forget not, forget not what? All his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Come on. How many know God said don't forget these things? This is all part of us. So we're going to do a little exercise now on, on step number one of what Pastor Kathy had just said out there. You know, this morning when you woke up, everybody had thoughts, everybody had in their mind what they're going to be doing today, and some of the, some of the husbands, or wives were probably in the kitchen getting things ready for uh, after service today, getting breakfast ready for the children, whatever it might be. But I want to do something different, and I want to just give you a challenge of, of what she just said and then activate it into our lives. They're so all there, so let's all stand up and say, today is a great opportunity to excel to fulfill, to to see answered prayers, to to impact someone's life, to to love my spouse, spouse, to fulfill my dreams.
0: dreams. I'm excited excited over all I get to do today before the
1: clock strikes midnight for God's grace is is given afresh afresh, for for today's opportunities, for today's obstacles. And for today's accomplishment, I have responsibilities to fulfill today. My job is to choose now, this morning, what kind of day I'm going to have. What kind of start I'm going to have. Okay, you can be seated. So I'm going to give you some of them. Today I can complain about who's not here at church or be thankful for who is here today at church. Today I can complain about the weather. It's raining maybe outside. I can be thankful that the grass is getting watered for free today. Come on now. Okay. Today I can complain about a few aches and pains or I can rejoice that I'm alive, rested well, blessed, have a sound mind and a thankful heart. Today I can complain about all that my parents didn't give me when I was growing up or I can feel grateful that they allowed me to be born, brought me into this here world, train me with good work habits, and so that I'm very thankful for. Today I can cry because roses have thorns, or I can celebrate that thorns have roses. Today, I can whine because I have to go to work, or I can shout for joy because I have a job to do, a paycheck coming, an opportunity to show Christ's goodness through me. When a woman heard this message on a Wednesday night, she went back to the plant that she worked at, and she started practicing it. She was the number one whiner in the plant. I won't point her out in here today, okay? She's the number one whiner in the plant. And at 10 o'clock, she was actually called in by the upper management and says, what happened to you? What happened to you? The whole morale of the entire department changed, and the upper management called her in and said, what happened to you? She said, well, I I was at church last night at Windsor Christian, and and, and I heard him talk about changing my stinking attitude. And I went back in, and she impacted the entire department. Glory to God. Okay, okay, let's just go. (laughs) Okay, today I can complain because I have to go to school for the students that are here and eagerly open up your mind and heart to fill it with knowledge that could set the course for your future employment and the success that you may have. Today you can murmur directly because you have to do house chores and chores, or you can feel honored because God has provided a trailer, a condo, an apartment or a home for you to shelter you from the elements, and today you can complain about the gas prices, about the food prices, about the GHT, the HST, the carbon tax, or you can rejoice that your bus ticket, uh, uh, your bus tickets, your car, the food in your refrigerator, on the roads to walk to or to drive in are all part of the taxes that you're paying. Come on now. Today you can complain about the songs and the sermon the message, or Pastor Kathy, or Pastor Rick, or you can thank the Lord that it's a generational church. It's not perfect in any way, but they're showing me weekly how you can perfect God's grace, how you can transform imperfect people to become world changers and champions. Today, you can complain about the person who treated you badly, shunned you, or rejected you, or you can be thankful for the greeters, the ushers, and the people who welcomed you today. Today's opportunities are before every one of us, but who's the? That's gonna seize them today.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, you know what? I believe everybody should have, and if you could, there's a number of things you can do to cultivate an attitude of gratitude. Number one way that I love to do is I like to have a journal and I like to record what I am thankful for. And, you know, we can always make lists and, you know, it's good to go to that journal once a week at least and, and write down all of the things that happened to you in the week that you are grateful for. And make, a, make some things about your spouse or about your kids or about the people you work with or, you know, the provision that you have. What did he do? I'm
1: on the list.
0: Oh, he's on the list. Yes, he's on the list. <laughs> he is definitely on the list. And uh, you know, like I I was thinking about this last night and I made a list of my my week. And I thought of all of the things that I was grateful. Of course, for me, it was a birthday week. My birthday was on Wednesday. And so I was really blessed this week, even more than a normal week, because of all of the, the love that I was shown and the, the cards and the gifts and the, um, all, the, all the people that just acknowledged my birthday and some, all the cake, too. And I, you know, I started complaining about the cake because um, there was a lot of cake this week. And I really am trying to cut out sugar and I'm not doing a very good job of it, especially when I have cake given to me on, on Wednesday three times. And,
1: and but, Tuesday uh, night. But you
0: know what? I really started thinking about that Tuesday night I had cake, Monday I had cake. Every day people were giving me cake. and um, But you know what? I was kind of murmuring a bit about that. Not not that I was ungrateful for the cake, but I, you know, I was thinking, well, I shouldn't be eating cake, and you feel bad because people give you a cake. You need to eat it, right? And But then... then maybe that's just an excuse. But... Uh, <laughs> But uh, but then, you know, I really started thinking about how blessed I am, you know, and how grateful I am for all of the people in my life and for all of the things, you know, coming home one day, having flowers at my door and just all of the calls. And uh, one person, Well, I the, one of my favorite things was Kelly Simmons. I mean, I don't know if you're here, Kelly. Maybe you're going to be in a second. You know, she left me a message. Where are you? Right over here. Oh, she's way over there. She left me a message. And I, I, was, I was at home, and I could get my work messages on my phone at home. So I played the message, and she sang me happy birthday over the phone. So that was so cute. <laughs> Thank you. It was so many little things like that. How many know you're grateful for? I was really excited that I actually beat him in Scrabble three times this week. And, um, you know... I was grateful because somebody gave me a a gift that I really valued, and I was at uh, the superstore, and I I was in a hurry, and I left it in the cart, and went home, didn't realize it until the middle of the night. Do you ever wake up in the middle of the night, and all of a sudden, you remember something? And I realized that I I looked all over the house, realized I knew I'd left this this in in, uh, the superstore, and so, of course, you know, you're little stressed about it because it's a gift somebody got you and you really valued it. And and then I ended up phoning the superstore the next day and they had it there. And And so I was grateful for that. How many know there's so many things you can be grateful for? The things that God provides or takes care of in your life. I'm grateful for air conditioning. I mean, we should be, if you have air conditioning, and if you don't, you'd be grateful if you have a fan. But, you know, whatever it is you have, just be grateful. Be grateful for your bed that you get to sleep in at night. You know, there's so many people in the world that don't have a bed to sleep in at night. I've been in countries where people are sleeping on the dirt, on the floor, on the ground, because they don't have a bed. And, um, you know, I'm grateful that my husband took me out on a date night on Tuesday night and, and took me out for dinner into a movie and, you know, I'm grateful that when I get in my car and start it, it starts. I've had cars in my earlier years that you got in it and you had to pray in faith that it would start. And uh, so I've been there, and I know what that's like, you know, so that we can just go on and on and on, you know. uh, I was grateful for a wonderful wedding yesterday and, you know, with Dave and and Mary Catherine and just to be a part of their celebration and, you know, we can just make lists all the time of the things that we we do in our lives and and the people in our lives and the blessings in our lives and um, so we need to make those lists and we need to write them down and we need to speak out words of gratitude to others. We need to write things thank you notes regularly. I actually read this one thing where they said you should write one thank you note every day to somebody. Or you're showing appreciation to somebody. Or make a call to somebody where you're giving appreciation for that individual. And uh, always, uh, this is one obviously what I do, especially in my devotional time, but remember what God has done for you. That's right. You know, and and we're gonna have communion in a minute and we'll read the scripture there on that about being thankful and grateful for what God has done. And I have pages of things that God has done for me. And not just things he's personally done for me, but things he's done, his promises that are in his word. There's so many of them. And we need to be thanking God every day for some of those promises in our lives. And be a blessing to others, you know. Another thing is have a gratitude walk. You know what a gratitude walk is? Or you could do a bike ride if you like biking. But get outside and start looking around you. Look at the flowers and the trees and the birds and the, you know, animals and the sky and and just all of the things that are out there, even I love going up and going down streets and looking at the landscaping that people do and just how beautiful it is and and just all the talent and the gifts that God has given us as human beings, all the things that we can be so thankful for and grateful for that God has given us as humans such amazing skills to do so many amazing things. And and so you need to purpose to have gratitude walks and and look at the things that are, out there. And of course, the last thing I always like to look at is the cross because the cross is probably the ultimate place of, of finding gratitude for God. Loving us enough to die for us and redeem us and adopt us into the kingdom and be part of his family And you know when we look at all the things that we have that God has created the people in our lives that we can be blessed by And the things we can say to them and you know, see we need to do these things We need to make them a practice in our lives because it's so easy to murmur and complain about everything You know I hear people all the time murmuring and complaining about the weather murmuring and complaining, you know, when it's hot, oh, it's too hot. In the winter, there's too much snow. You know, when it's raining, it's too much rain. When there's no rain, we, you know, we have a drought. We need rain. You know, we're never satisfied when we're negative. When we're, we are never satisfied when we are negative and when we look at everything with that negative view, but when we look at everything as a positive view, we see the negative things and we see the blessing in those negative things. We see the positive things in those things, how God can turn around any negative thing and bring good out of it. Amen.
1: And there's also times people inside of our lives that sometimes we wonder, man, how did they ever get into my life? We've probably all been there with relatives and different ones at different times over oh, yeah. many, many years, and we're going to put a video on right now for you that I think you're going to enjoy this morning, and if yeah, you do is. You this come is, down and we'll pray for you in the front. Okay? This
0: is a perfect example of looking at the negative people in your life and seeing the positive in them.
2: You know what my favorite part of Thanksgiving is? Let me show you. This is Uncle Jerome, but we just call him Uncle Butters because he puts butter on everything. Regina! It tastes like the Great Depression. Shh. This is my niece Lorraine, and oh, I don't know her. Uh, Lorraine, who's your friend? Happy Thanksgiving, Lorraine. Meet Unc. You well, know that family member that always says inappropriate things? Yeah, this is ours. Hey Benny, what's the difference between a doctor, a lawyer, and a toilet? And we're moving quickly.
1: Ha <laughs> ha! Well, I haven't had diet with meat this delicious since I dined with the wizards of Pandoria a fortnight ago.
2: This is my nephew, Derek. He still lives at home and he's into role-playing.
1: Patriarch! Partake
0: of this most delicious of smoked meats.
2: Definitely not my favorite part. This is my cousin Rachel.
0: Hey, you remembered? Pumpkin pie's the best.
2: You're the best. <laughs> hey, grease those wheels up. We're gonna race Annie Joan down the hill after dessert. Hey! Who took my
1: pumpkin pie? It was right here. You savages!
2: Don't worry. He'll be back. Thanks, honey. This is it. This is my favorite part of Thanksgiving, taking out the trash. I know what you're thinking. My family's kind of a mess, and we are. But that's not why this is my favorite part of Thanksgiving. You see, breaking away for just a moment, it gives me the opportunity to remember how much God has blessed me, and to realize that Generally, he uses messy people to do it. For instance, Lorraine always invites people over who need a little encouragement. She is the hands and feet of Jesus, even if those hands are texting most of the time. Derek is different, but he's also the first one to help anytime someone needs a hand. Unc, he's not even really family. He's just a close friend and he makes me feel better about myself. Regina and Jerome may be high maintenance, but when the recession hit, they paid my mortgage for a few months. When we're all packed in the house together, I tend to forget the, the good stuff. So, taking out the trash, it just gives me a, a moment out here. And I remember how much God loves us, how much he's blessed us, no matter how big a mess we are. It doesn't take much, just a moment or two. That's all it takes to thank Him.
1: Who are you talking to, Benny? You see this, Benny? Do you see this? Somebody threw away a perfectly good piece of pumpkin pie in the trash. Hooligans! They're all hooligans, I tell you. Back in my day, we didn't have pumpkin pie. We had squash. We had to crunch those up and put paprika and cinnamon on it. It
2: Nasty, but we ate it. This is pumpkin pie. This is the real deal. Don't throw away. Keep it. Eat it. Save it. it.
1: All right. In just a few moments, we're going to break bread and have communion and just reflect on God's goodness to each one of us today. I had a couple quotes over here. One was from Ralph Waldo Emerson. And he said, cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you and to give thanks continuously. And because all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude. I thought that was very well done. As I wind down, my part of this message today is, how many know when we walked in here today, we entered into the room? Amen. Come on, you came into the door. Come on. Yeah. And you met people when you entered in. Uh, you walked out of your bedroom and, and you went into your, for us, it's into our kitchen. We left one room and entered into the other room in there. And so every one of us leaves one and enters in To another. Well, how many know every day the Bible tells us the attitude of heart that we're to have to when we enter into the presence of God? How many know God's with us? And I want to just close with my part in Psalm one hundred, if you can just turn there for a moment. Kathy, maybe we should go on this another week. This is so good. There's so many more things that how many would like us to go another week? How many would like us to go another month?
0: We have a guest. We have a guest speaker next oh, week.
1: Oh yeah, tell about the guest speaker who's coming in. That's um, awesome. We have
0: David Wells coming in next week. They don't know who he is. And David Wells is the head of the PAOC of Canada. He's the. Uh, the, um, Over the whole organization, superintendent, superintendent. and uh, him and his wife Susan are going to be here, and they're an amazing couple. They do amazing things all over the world, and they're good friends of ours. And so we are going to have them come in, and we're very blessed to have them because he's over several 1,200 churches. 1, churches across Canada, and he doesn't even go to speak at most of his own churches, but he's coming to speak at our church. And uh, you might have guy. seen him a couple years ago at the CFC uh, OBFF CFCM conference that Phenomenal. we had. Uh, Two years ago and uh, but he he's an amazing man of God. An amazing couple. They're world changers He's the main chaplain for the Olympics whenever the Olympics takes place. He is the chaplain over the entire Olympics and um, He was one of the ones that got to go to Israel with uh, the Prime Minister Stephen Harper when he did his Israel trip and uh, So he's he's a very uh, well-known and um, Canadian believer. Amen. And so we're very excited to have him, and he's going to be here to speak in the services next Sunday.
1: Okay, so Psalm 100, if you can just put it up there. And uh, verse number four as well, I'll, I'll tie it. So the word enter means to come in or to go into. It means to be admitted into, okay? It means to begin to engage, to become involved with, and to share. And every one of those within the context of what it's saying is into the presence of God. And so everybody say it together. Come on, enter in his gates with thanksgiving. So when we come into the gates, how many know that's the doorway? That's the entry place. Into the presence of God. How does he say to come in? Didn't say to come in whining. Didn't say to come in, well, you know, this one did that and all this. Didn't say to do any of that there. But he says, come into his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. And then he says, come on, Give thanks to him and praise his name. Now, put it up in the message, Bible. And while we put it up in the message, my final statement. Has anybody ever forgot a password? Okay, you're doing your banking, you're trying to get in there, and and they tried to hack my Yahoo account every day for a week, so I got Rob. I said, Rob, I don't know what's going on in here because it shares all these attempts to hack into my password. Okay, so anyway, so he got it fixed the other day, but Robin, it came back up again anyway, so I don't know what's going on. So anyway, but but what, how, how many would like your thoughts, your words, your expressions when you forgot a password? Up on the screen for Sunday morning for all of us to rejoice. How many have ever got so mad at it? Come on, raise your hand. You've, you've ever gotten so You were ready just to take that iPad, that iPhone, and just, how many have ever been there? I mean, come on, raise your hand. I just need to, you know, you're not alone is what we're trying to say, Okay. So so here's here's what it says. I love this here. Everybody say what it says out of the message. Come on. Enter with the pastor. What's God's password? Amen. Make yourselves at home, talking praise, thank him, worship him. I don't I don't have time actually just go back to the new living. And if you, you'll notice three things that transpire. Go back to Psalm 100. Now go down the next verse, if you will, okay? It says, for the Lord is what? Good. His unfailing love continues for how long? Forever. And his faithfulness continues to what? When gratitude is in your heart, you'll have the revelation of the goodness of God. If you're negative and you think, well, why did God allow that? Why God do that? Why that? You don't understand. You, you, you've not came in with the right way. Number two is you. if you're struggling with your secure issue, your identity issue, his unfailing love continues for how long? Forever. Forever. So if you're struggling with the love of God, just start practicing gratitude. The revelation will come. And his faithfulness continues to what? Each to each generation. You can never take a verse out of its context and setting without hearing what was said before. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Come on. Never forget the password. Thank you, God. And may that be the permeating theme as we break bread. Go ahead, Kath.
0: You know, Psalm 50:23 says, But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. So God's saying giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors him. In other words, God knew that we wouldn't always feel like being thankful otherwise it wouldn't be a sacrifice but we're to offer him sacrifices of Thanksgiving and when we do that that means we're thanking him in spite of the circumstances we're thanking him and choosing to focus and pay attention to the good things rather than the bad things that are going on and we're trusting him in all things and see Thanksgiving is is really a form of faith operating in faith trusting God resting in God believing in God believing God's gonna take the circumstances and use the people in our lives to bless us even though they may not look like they're blessing us you know how many want to how many want to love like God loves only two people (laughs) okay um you know we should want to be like him right we should want to love and sometimes there's unlovable people in our lives well God has those people in our lives so that we can learn to love like he does because sometimes we're unlovable, right? And, and there, we have days where, you know, we act in certain ways where we don't deserve the love of God. And, and, um, and so every situation, we should look as a learning opportunity, a growing opportunity, a strengthening opportunity, an opportunity to be more like God. We should be thankful for the people in our lives that maybe stress us out a little bit or, you know, irritate us in some way. And be thankful that we have an opportunity to grow, in our character, and to become more like Him. Amen? And that's what it's all about. And so when we don't want to grow and be like Him, then we're just going to be negative. And we're going to reap negativity in our lives. And, and God is a God that is a faith God. He speaks faith things out, and we need to speak faith. And we need to call those things that are not as though they are and uh, we need to speak words of faith and life over our children and and it's amazing how things will turn and change around in our lives when we choose to focus on the positive and and not on the negative that doesn't mean we don't deal with negative situations we do at times need to address negative things but we don't allow the negative things to get to us and that's what the difference is so let's all stand up
1: you know, Dr. Arnside in his commentary, if you've ever done any of his studies out there, he's an incredible Greek scholar. And Dr. Arnside uh, said this here, we would worry less if we praise more. And he said, thanksgiving is the enemy of discontent and dissatisfaction. Wow, wow. Man, the wisdom in that nugget right there. And We just remember what happened with Jesus of all the things that the Apostle Paul, who was not there for the Last Supper. How many know Paul wasn't there? How many know he's being trained under Gamiel? He was being trained in and when Jesus was born, he was he was in school. He was one of the Pharisees, one of the leaders. And by revelation, he came up and it said in the night in which Jesus was betrayed. It didn't say anything else about that night other than the night in which he was betrayed but then it says and he took bread and what did he do come on he he gave thanks you know what it meant to take bread as a priest every time it really means you and God now are face to face together it literally means he turned his focus as Kathy was sharing this morning from the betrayer and got into the presence of his father and when he did, how many know gratitude came out of his heart? Maybe that's just a word for some guys and gals that maybe be stuck today with the root of bitterness, the hurts, the unforgiveness, and all you've been looking at is the face of the one that caused you pain and hurt. And God's saying, shift it out now and get into the face of God. So, Father, as we break this bread in our hands today, we're just reminded of the broken body of Christ. We're reminded, Father God, of of everything he did for us individually at the cross. If he's not the way, the truth, and the life, then he's the biggest liar that ever came. But we know that he is. And he's not just a way. He's not just a truth. He is the way, the truth, and he is the life. And Father, just as Mary to Martha and, and Jesus spoke to them and said, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth me, though he die, he shall live forever. Father, as we partake of the bread today, may we just be individuals that would permeate by the choice of our wills to be grateful in every circumstance, every situation. May it just cover the atmosphere with gratitude.
0: You know, we have so much to be grateful for. And the blood of Jesus has just done everything for us. It's it's purchased us freedom, yeah. deliverance, healing, yeah. uh, redemption, sanctification, yeah. you know, adopted us into church. the family of God. We have a new covenant, which is far better than the old covenant with better promises. And we have a hope in heaven. And we God has given us so many promises. I love reading the word and writing down all the things that God has promised me. And I'm thankful for Thank every one of those things. But you know, one of the things God has called us to do is to be baptized. The Bible says we need to repent, believe and be baptized. And if you're here this morning and you've never been baptized, what a better day to be baptized than on Thanksgiving and to just show your gratitude for what God has done for you by obeying him in the area of of water baptism. And we have Brian and Sherry here and, and they will take you. We have everything you need to be baptized. And you know what? Being right with God is the most important thing of all, right? When we are right with God, then our focus will change and we'll be able to see things through eyes of of gratitude even more because we have the the author author of life on the inside of us working in and through us. And so if you're here this morning and you've never been water baptized, today is your day. And so I'm just going to encourage you to come out of your seats right now and come on down and just by faith, take that step of faith and receive what God has got for you. And obey him when we obey god he blesses us abundantly father we just thank you for the blood of jesus we thank you that this is thanksgiving but every day is a day of thanksgiving so father help us as we meet with family and friends today and tomorrow lord god that we celebrate you first of all and all the goodness and all the things that you've done for us as thanksgiving was intended to be a celebration of your goodness and so father we take this cup with thanksgiving and gratitude in jesus name amen
1: Well, have the greatest Thanksgiving ever with your families and friends and just enjoy one another, enjoy one another's presence. Let's go take the simple keys that we learned and activate them in our life, and together we will see God's blessing, deliverance, and freedom to each one of us. Love and appreciate each one of you. Thank you for coming to WCF today.